This is a HeadGum Podcast. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. I pull up at Dave's uh, girl's house, ring the doorbell, and he answers the door. I say, I have bad news. Sonic Highways. They, Sonic, the real Sonic, Sega won't let you use him. It can't be about him anymore. But you should have it be in about music now. Mm, okay. And it actually Because became... I had I had taken a late night phone call from him where he mm-hmm. was like, "Do you think I could do the sonic boom thing that Guile used to do?" Yes. And I and I said, "Well, I'll, I'll talk to my mm-hmm. other video game friends, but I feel like you did the one video game thing it didn't work. Now yes. you're going to go sonic boom. Why don't you just use Hayes idea and make it about you did what it's a music thing?" Yes, and now it is in about music. But the original conceit of, like, imagine how fast Sonic could go down a highway racing a car. Well, and also imagine doing a punch that's a Sonic boom. On a highway. Oh, yes, to a highway. You punch the concrete, and how many cars would be excited about something something like that? So... I don't know. At some point, do you say you just don't do it at all? But people like the music that he did. Mm, yes, yes. He um, he was in Goo Fighters. Is that right? Yes, he was in the Goo Fighters. I confuse them with Foo Foo Dolls. <laughs> hey, welcome to Hollywood Handbook. An insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names in the red carpet lineback hallways of this industry we call showbiz. Uh, it's nice to laugh after being so mad, and well, go ahead. What up, what up? And, uh, that's just, uh, you know, we don't have to do it, but I think when we don't do it, it can create a little bit of a weird energy. People say energy. what happened. People say yes, what happened. Yes, they're scared. And where, did, and where did you go? It is, of course, the basis for our sticker, so. Uh, well, like I said, it was a week of being mad because there's a lot of stuff that's wrong with this country, and it has to do with sometimes politics, and occasionally it's it's about taxes and things like that. But this week, the main thing that was wrong with America was you all saw this magazine cover, Ugh. and I hesitate to even describe it in detail. Well, I hesitate to even call it a magazine. Yeah, I mean, and the, the, specifically, the magazine is Paper Magazine, which is like, yeah, we know. And the image on the cover is Kim Kardashian, as if she needs any more attention. Mm. And she the uh, the pose that she's in and the wardrobe choice uh, is something. It's desperate. Yes, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. It's a desperate. Cry for look at me and I'm on a magazine mm-hmm. and it's made of paper and everyone has to know that. Mm-hmm. And it's just so pathetic. And the fact that people actually apparently bought it and looked at it mm-hmm. just makes me very scared for my children and my children's children and what this country is. Because we used to be about something. And if you were famous and you were on a magazine, it used to mean you had talent. Because the question my qu- the question for me is, what does she even do? Well, she doesn't do anything. What does she do? Hey, she doesn't do anything. What does she do? Literally, let's talk about what she actually does. She's... On a TV show and gets her picture taken. Okay, is that is the today. That's a job. That's today, a job. That can all be of a sudden, job. And why? Because people want to look at her. Like, okay, being a beautiful woman, having your picture taken—that's suddenly a job. We don't even have a name for that. You know, give me a real celebrity. Mm. Give me Kate Upton from The Other Woman, an actress, you know? Mm. That is a celeb. Mm. Like, because she's doing something. Mm -hmm. Give me a a songwriter like, um, 
like Paris Hilton, you know, mm-hmm. had, had those that single out. Mm-hmm. Now that, to me, or Coco, Ice-T's wife. And remember, if you think back to the days of Betty Page mm-hmm. and Jane Mansfield and how they used to, I think they were professional uh, USO performers. They used to go and do, and they would do dancing for the troops. And they got there because of their talent. And I miss, where is our generation's Zsa Zsa Gabor? Now, here's a woman. She was a very famous woman for a very long time because of her talent. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because she wore jewelry and was glamorous and beautiful, but she was famous because, well, mostly because she was married so many times. Mm -hmm. But Kim hasn't been married but three times. Well, that was a tradition that Paris Hilton inherited, actually, because you remember, just like Jaja, she went to go live on a farm. And so when is Kim Kardashian going to go live on a farm? She's never been on a farm at all. At all. And so, and so it just makes me wonder, like, are we just... Picking and choosing, like, oh, this person's famous because Mm -hmm. a lot of people want to look at them? That's not fame. And when you think about role models, when you just think about role models for a second, Mm. and who we're choosing to celebrate Mm. with our magazine covers, and you think about all the scientists that are out there. Oh, please, just go ahead and just name one right now. Well, and see, that's the problem, because I can name a bunch, Carly, for example, Yeah, and they're doing things... You know what happened this week? Do you realize what happened to the news this week? We just sent out a spaceship and we stopped put it on a we put it on a comet and And made it go away. Yes, from potentially hitting the United States, from hitting the United States, and from what I've heard, maybe hitting a bus. And if you think about how many people are on a bus at any given time. Minimum one to be driving it, and there's seats all the way down them. Mm-hmm. All of those could be comet food right now. So, and, but what do we do instead? What do we? Whose butt do we put on the magazine instead? And we put Kim Kardashian's butt on there. When what does she even do? When a scientist put a scientist butt on the magazine cover? Can I just say I've literally never seen Malala's butt. And this one right. won the Nobel Peace Prize. And I haven't seen her butt on a magazine, on the internet. I mean, what are we doing as a nation looking at the butt of some woman who, you know, is just some famous woman and not a scientist or maybe somebody who's even a smart writer? Yes, what about Joan Didion? Thank you. I have, and people say like, well, Joan Didion's butt is like not big enough to be on the magazine. Well, I don't know. We don't know what it looks like because no one will put it on the magazine. Yes, and there's another picture in there later where you can see her whole, her neneno and her taters. (laughs) She got her taters at her neneno out and you're looking at them and I'm going... Well, couldn't this be someone with real talent? Mm. Somebody like a Flannery O'Connor or yes. something. Oh, so, so sad that Flannery O'Connor and Maya Angelou died and you never saw their Neneno even once. Yes. It's very frustrating. And so to me, I just wonder as a nation what direction we're headed and are we going to actually, maybe we should have let the comet crash into us. Mm-hmm. And maybe and that may have been an interesting wake up call. And if maybe if it ate some of those bus people, the comet munched them up, then maybe mm-hmm. we'd go, oh, well, we're not really looking at what's important. I mean, somebody like Heidi Klum, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now this is a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Her, she, because I'll tell you what, She's a fashion she, judge. She's a fashion judge. Mm-hmm. She says what's good about fashion. She really knows how to get her picture taken, which I don't even know if Kim was doing it right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't in the room, but I got to assume they had to tell her how the camera works, everything. And Heidi's on a reality show. Yeah, and Kim is too, but this one's a competition. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anybody win anything on the Kardashians except an argument over... Uh, who's going to, you know, uh, hang out with Bruce. 
Anyway, it, it is feels important. good to have fun now that we are not so mad. It is it, it is important to talk about, though, and I'm glad that we did decide to bring it up. And we have a really— Well, no one's talking about it. Yes, yes. And and if I could say Ex- one more thing— Except to say, yummy. That's what everyone says. These zombies just oh. look at a big butt and they say, yummy, gimme. Well, it could look like a peach. <laughs> And they're thinking they're going to take a big chomp. And you can't. It's so clearly Photoshopped. It's paper. And they are trying to tell you on the cover of the magazine. I know it's Photoshopped because from the angle, actually, her taters would be sticking out in front of her shoulder a little bit. And you don't see them. No. I mean, you see them later in the photo with her nanana, but you, but you don't see them in that shot. So I go, well, I know they Photoshopped it. So what else did they change? Did they make it look more like a peach? It's just disgusting to me. And so, you know, uh, thank you to us for being brave enough mm-hmm. to bring it up and talk about it mm-hmm. and to You're be welcome. upset about it because mm-hmm. it's a good thing to be upset about. We still haven't found that plane. We're talking about Kim. Where is the plane? <laughs> put the plane on the magazine. Somebody put the missing plane parts on a magazine cover. I mean, that's news. Or at least a photo of the ocean where we think it might be. Take your fashion magazine and use it to find the plane. <sighs> Do something important for once instead of this woman who i it's unclear to me what she even does. I'm so glad they didn't let her get a star on Walk of Fame. They blocked her from buying it, and that was the happiest day of my life. And I said, at least Hollywood still has some morals. And if The she Walk went- of Fame is for actresses like Patricia Heaton. And I can say one more thing, and I will. If that magazine's true, and they really did break the internet, I'm going to be so pissed because I'm really starting to get the hang of that thing, and my little cousin Sam was really showing me I got pretty close to getting to a website this week. And some of my financial information is in there, I'm told. And so if it's broken, then I'm going to be in big trouble, and somebody else is too. And and I I know who to blame. And it's a certain, yeah, it's a certain... uh, Woman who lives in Calabasas with her family, and apparently that's news. We have a great guest today. Paul Shear is here, and you know him from... We've talked up his show a couple times on this show. How did this get made on Earwolf? And he has the Adult Swim show with the SUV, and he's on the League show, and he's mm. been in the movies... Uh, And he's going to come here and we're going to workshop a script together coming right up on Hollywood Handbook. So I (laughs) turn to Jill Uh Biden and I go, "Mm, which one is this again? And she goes, oh, that's the cave age Gruyere. And I go, so then what's that one? And she realizes her error. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Well, that's the thing, because she does that eyes closed, and she just takes a big sniffy. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's all a big whiff. Yeah. And, she's, and to her credit, she's very good 90% of the time. Uh-huh. But when she's wrong, she's wrong, and someone needs to make her admit it. What was it? Mmm. Oh, uh, oh, you, it was a sheep's cheese. Mmm. Oh, my. It was, uh, yeah, it's not Gouda and it's not, uh, but it, it's not Asiago. It was. You know what? I wrote it down in my uh, journal, so I will get back to you. Hey, welcome back to hey. Hollywood Handbook, an insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names in the red carpet linebacker hallways of this industry we call showbiz. Great guest. Great guest. A real corker of a, a guest we have today. A true corker of a guest. Is uh, is Paul Shear, uh, and, you- and I would almost say we've been lying when we said we had a corker of a guest before. Now that we know what one in really retrospect it like. has turned out to be a lie. Well, the pressure is on, but you know I feel like you know I'm going to probably bring my A game here. I feel like I've, I already feel it in the room. I feel like we, we're going to have a big a big show. Well, a lot of people we've been plugging your podcast actually on this show for yeah. a long time. Thank you. And, and that's uh, actually really helped and that yes. uh, we've gotten, you know, we got a lot of heat from that. We've mm-hmm. definitely gotten some bumps and I and I think, you know, the good thing about our show is uh, you guys get the word of mouth out and that gets a tracking up and that's mm-hmm. really important cuz it's all about the tracking ultimately mm-hmm. like how is how is it being perceived you don't have to see it but you have to know about it and that's kind of the whole i mean you know that's the way i work you know yes like, yeah. oh, yes the tracking yeah mm-hmm. exactly you know, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. tracking tracking and now your podcast yeah how we like the movie 
Well, no, no, it's it's actually called uh, How Did This Get Made? How do they yes. do that? Mm-hmm. Well, well, not, how, not, did, yes. yeah, how Did This Get how Made? This how get did they the do, movie. Yes. Well, not the movie. How did they do that movie? Well, you know what? That is kind of a, uh, it sounds like that. Yeah, mm. it, it, it's How Did This Get Made? There's no movie in the title, mm. you know. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's with myself and uh, June Diane Raphael and Jason Manzukis, And mm-hmm. we have a celebrity guest. Your there. wife. My so, wife, yeah. So yes. that's my wife, yeah. We love it. We want to know because people are really listening to this thing. Yeah. What uh, What would you say you do on it that people like? Huh, well, that's a good question. Like what why do people like it? That's yes. something that's replicable. Yes. Oh, Without okay. actually doing your show, is there something another show um do again? Could do Oh, so yes, maybe like this is a, this is a kind of advice for like young podcasters out there. Yeah, who are yes, to start. good. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah okay. And what could and maybe could they, they have a uh, a network that they're working within yeah. that should be like a good foundation yeah. for listening. And they've so been doing totally, it for, and maybe they've been doing it for over a year. Not totally started right. from scratch, and the equipment they're using is probably the most expensive you could buy. And they're plateauing yeah. in a right. Big so way. it's like they're, not, they're not getting an audience. Mm, mm, yes. Yes. Good. Yes. Uh, well, look. I mean, I'll always say that you know accessibility is something that's always important. And what we try to do is we bring the audience in with us. We all watch this movie together. Um, so, I mean, uh, you know, I wouldn't say that you have to watch a movie, but you would you would want to kind of commune with the audience. You want to be one with them. You don't want to be above them. How do you Ooh. decide which ones to include in this? What's the filtering? Well, you would include process? them all. You would include them all. I mean, you know, the, we're all we're all equal. We're not, you know, we're not uh, we're not better than anyone else. Oh. What if you are better? Better than the audience. In case they were. Well, no, you know, not. I don't know if that's a. I don't know. If, I don't know if you could. Not just that. not like better bodies. I mean, probably, but just better. Like they have uh, more things. What, well, the, what they're talking about, they know more, more about things, it. More things and and being smarter and funny and nice. Well, I mean, I don't know. They should maybe check themselves a little bit because I feel like, you know, look, we're all in this together and we mm-hmm. should, uh, you know, I think I think every form of entertainment is about a shared experience. And, you know, we like entertainment that brings us in and not uh, and not uh, not preaches to us, uh, mm. nor does it present mm. something that uh, they can't wrap their heads around. Like, you mm-hmm. know, uh, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous is a great example of people that were uh, enormously wealthy and lived a very – uh, highfalutin lifestyle, but yeah, but but at the same time, the host of that show uh, really brought people in. Can you, I tell you my theory? Sure. Why people like your show? Yeah, we live in a very negative culture these days. Okay, sure. Because of the internet. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hater and haters. Yeah. yeah. Instant instant gratification yeah. society, and I think because you take these movies, some of which we've. Been involved with in some capacity, sure, and it's all in good. It's all in fun. just, yeah. Yes. Right. Like, nobody like sets out to make a movie that you go, "How do they do this movie?" Right. Yes. Yeah. It, but I think that's why people like they they, 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 they like, like seeing cut things down. People who have actually achieved something taken down. I think that I think oh. I think that's what I think that's what people enjoy. Well, that's a, that, that's a definitely an interesting viewpoint. Yeah, I mean, get off the pedestal just because you know somebody thinks they're important because they wrote Leprechaun Three. You know, mm-hmm. so okay. So so basically, uh, that that is interesting. Like you know, we always try to say that our show isn't about pushing forward negativity. It's kind of the discussion that you might have with a group of friends after you enjoyed them mm-hmm. or saw a movie that you know made you question how did that get made. Mm, friends, yeah. and yeah. then you take something that someone worked really hard on, and uh, right, you say uh, well, of course, and you say, I mean, look, that's something that we wrestle with, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you know, look, we are all. Uh, you know, different than other people. We've, we're in this business. We're writers and actors and producers, and we've been involved in some uh, embarrassing things. And so we, you know, we feel like, hey, look, we would have a smile on our face if someone did it about our thing. Maybe we'll see. And so do we. And, and so do. And in some of the cases, also, there's a cut of some of these movies that actually does really work. That you know, yes, and yes. It's, uh, it's a collaborative process. And sometimes it was the other guys. Like, well, that's it, well, that, that's actually that's actually a very good point. Yeah, like you know, there's not one. Chef in the kitchen. I mean, mm-hmm. except if you're talking about, of course, John Favreau and his movie Chef. Uh, you know, because yes. he was the writer, yes. director, actor, star, and the yeah. chef, and the and, and the, the chef, chef, literally the titular chef. With, mm-hmm. Yes, you know, but uh, but that's a very rare example where you get somebody making a, a you know an independent movie like that and really getting their voice out there. Mm-hmm. And we know how that got made. It was a great cast. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, from top to bottom. T to B. 
there were true A-listers filling out the casts. Mm -hmm. And when Johnny Legs says yes, you're going to be looking at a green light for your film. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we all want to achieve that. You know, like we all want to work with our friends. And it just happens that, you know, his friends are giant stars in the Marvel universe. And, uh, you know, and so I think that that, you know, it, it... he brought them over, and you know it was a very you know look. But hey, look, you know he's the same kid from Chicago who made sure. Swingers, and you know it just happens to be that you know circle. I, I heard some of that, some of that scene with Robert Downey Jr. I think you're referring to. I heard some of it was improvised. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really heard that. Yeah, no, that's, that's how true. loose they're flowing. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're, you know it seems like there's a very loose vibe there. Yeah, and, and I heard yes. he said that they were going to get to eat the food after, but. They did not end up getting to eat most of the food. Mm. Oh, so that was like part of the deal. Like, if you came and shot this movie, you, had, like, you get some like delicious. Well, it's fancy food. food. Yeah, it is fancy. I mean, it's yeah. but at parts it's not fancy food, and that's but it's getting delicious. to its roots. Oh, but that tastes the, great. It tastes mm. great, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, now, Paul. Yeah. People have said when you do your movie takedowns, they say, "Well, why don't you give it a try for once?" Right, and. Well, and what, do, what do you mean? Why don't I give it a try? Well, maybe you see how hard it is. Yeah. And yeah. Why don't you go and well, I th- you write a script, and then you'll see how it is. It can be pretty hard. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, we don't really get that kind of feedback, but I, I mean, you know, I definitely have. I have, you know, I've, I've been, I've done some things, you know, that you know, I did a thing called uh, Meow TV, which was television for cats by cats, oh, uh, and that mm-hmm. was uh, paid for by the and these are the wonderful people at Purina, and uh, they gave us a great. Sp- uh, slot on Lifetime, and it was a really, it was a really fantastic experience. Mm. But, yes. but I mean, but it didn't turn out great, and the cats didn't like it. Well, I, yeah, I think that you know the the show, uh, as from what we were told, was to appeal to cats, uh, very mm-hmm. similarly to that character in Scrooge, where they wanted to appeal to little animals. Yeah. This was uh, this is actually a real person after that movie came out trying to appeal. Very to cats. similar. Oh, okay. Cats yeah. are little animals, and it scared them. Yes. I don't know if it scared them. I don't know if they had a focus group of cats. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems I, like the first thing to if they want to know whether or not if it's, it's really good. for well, them. Well, cats are cagey, and they probably wouldn't show up for such a thing. Mm-hmm. Or if they did show up, they probably wouldn't uh, express their truest opinion. Depends how they're raised. I'm sorry. It's just it depends how they're raised because you said okay. cats are cagey, and that's sort of yeah. this blanket statement where it's like, okay, well, yeah. okay, um, like so white guys to... are this, and it's just like, okay, but it's it's a little I... bit of environment involved too. Okay, and sure, okay. There's actually all right, yeah. Na- I mean, there's nurture and nature, and they're not okay. All... Well, you don't have to. I mean, I'm sure, all right, you're clearly a cat owner. It's uh, that's neither here nor there okay. nor in the. Stars. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. Dear Brutus. Okay. All right, I'm not. Uh, I'm not trying to insult any cat owners out there. I'm just saying that notoriously. Try- no, you're not insulting cat owners. You're insulting cats because you're saying they're all one thing. All right. Like, well, okay. Yeah. All right. Only one. Yeah, you got me. I guess you got me on that. Now, Paul, you we have uh, something that we've done in the past that we like to do for yeah. some of our guests, and it's a little helping segment. And I don't know if it has a name, but what it is to describe it is you bring us one of your scripts that you have uh, that you're war- well, workshopping around town. I'm very actually excited about this because. Mm. Um, you know, you did say, "Why don't I put my, you know, put my money where my mouth is?" And um, I've been fascinated by the success of the horror genre. Oh yeah, oh. you know, and I feel like that's the easiest way in right now uh, is with a genre film. And a horror – look, um, I'm a big fan of the Blumhouse people. Blumhouse. Oh, I Blumhouse. was just going to say Blumhouse. Blumhouse. Yeah, I mean, Blumhouse. You know, Jason they make – sometimes they make movies, you know, for just hundreds of dollars. They'll make, uh, you know, a 15 of them and they only release one. Or even sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, from what I've understood, half of one sometimes in the theater. They just feel like that is good and they, and that will be it. So mm-hmm. uh, No, every movie they make is based on just items in a storage closet. They, or there are store. I'm sorry, storage container like those storage wars. Yeah, they buy, they bid on a storage locker, and that's how much the movie costs, however much they pay for it, and I, it becomes biggest movie because they found the secret, which is what you do in the trailer. You don't show the movie; you show people watching the movie and saying, "Ah!" Well, I love that. I love yes. that. I mean, mm. this is a genre that I wanted to get involved with because I think financially, it's a great place to kind of 
break into the business, you know? Um, yes. And you go where the money is and we're not here to judge you. And if more sick perverts want to see well, fucking Frankenstein's bite each other's heads off, then, you know, I won't well, be there, but people are paying money and you go where the money is and Paul, it's God the bless audience's well, fault. It's I, the audience's fault. It's the audience and it's their fault. And I God actually, bless you. I, well, I actually take the, I do take a different approach. Um, I like to do what Alfred Hitchcock, the great mm. master of cinema, Alfred Hitchcock does. Um, he says, you know, if you show uh, the audience a gun mm-hmm. in the first act, well, that gun's got to go off in the third act. Mm. And so what I like to do is have a scary scene at the top of the movie and then wait about 87, 88 minutes. And then in the final two, three, five minutes, I do a final scare. And I think you you, you come in scared. You're in the middle. It's what's happening, and then at the end, you do you anything. Leave. Yes. Yeah, you, you leave. But you, but when you walk out of the theater, you go. I, I got pretty scared. Everything mm-hmm. in between. Yes, I always say that the whole trick that I'm trying to do with the middle of my movies is make them forget about the beginning, mm-hmm. so that when it comes back up at the end, they can go, Oh yeah. It's. Uh, I use it as a, I always call uh, films like slot machines. Mm. If you win early on. You'll stay there more and more and more because you think you're going to win. But guess who's winning? The casino's winning. So why do I need to write five, ten scares in the middle of a movie when I could just wait? Just do two. Yeah, two good ones because they're expensive. Oh my gosh, a good scare is very expensive. I mean, you have to get the right, you know, musical stings. You have to get Mm -hmm. the right, you know, camera angle on the floor, the feet, whatever it is. There's blood. The scary hand coming out of the, you know, the wicker chair, whatever it is. Yeah. But we don't want to. Spoil it too much. We, well, hey, we did you print copies? Yes. Well, we asked our listeners which one of you. We know you have a lot of scripts in I'm development. Sorry, wait, which wait, which wait, one you, they would like to hear? But wait, you you printed copies? I print. I did an I did, e-print. Okay, great. Thank you. Because I do. I do put on all my emails now that you know. Let's think twice before you print. That's something I'm actually very involved in. One of the things that I'm trying to get the word out about, which is conservation, and that's with water, that's with paper, and everything. And this is plants. Yeah, you know, plants. Uh, well, this is printed out. It's formatted, so it's all on one page. Great. It's page view. Great. The recommendation for a script to read that we got uh, was from Show Show Bro, our friend Charlie from the forums, and he wants to see us read. Uh, so it looks like I married in Van Helsing. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Anastasia Vigo reminded us of the, the subtitle is A Skellington's Kiss. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, this is nice because um, this is, I'm glad we picked this one because this is yeah. one of the ones that is based on a true story. Oh. Um, and it, it was a merging of two uh, true stories. Obviously, Van Helsing is a, a great character in, uh, in the American mythos. Uh, and I say that because I think we adopted him from Romania, where he was originally from. Uh, this movie will be shot in Bulgaria, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, just because of budgetary stuff. That's yes. obvious. You know, um, and the Skellington's Kiss, um, that is... I put that there for foreign markets yes. uh, because I, I, you can sometimes trick people as a, roman- a romantic film. Yes. Um, but it yeah. also – power uh, of subtitles. Exactly. Put, put Kiss in yes, the Yes, we did want to talk about subtitles and how, mm. how strong they can be. And for me, I'm listening to this title and getting married is nice. Mm-hmm. And honestly, and Van Helsing would be a pretty safe person to be married yeah. to because mm-hmm. he's going out and hunting evil mm-hmm. spirits. Yeah. They might not be coming for him. So I feel like, oh, I'm going to get out of this title alive. And then the skeleton has kissed me. Well, yes. 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 And that, I think what the, the idea of that skeleton kiss is it's um, – you know, is it a good thing or it's a bad thing? I guess we'll you have to spend it's, ninety. They minutes have no that. lips. Yeah. Well, they have no lips. Well, no, 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 no. A skeleton. Ske- a, a skeleton uh, uh, has no lips. Yes. A skeleton is a creature that you're going to meet in this film, and that is, you'll see what he has and what he doesn't have. Oh. You know. Okay. And then, Paul, after we read this, do I uh, send you my Lunesta bill? <laughs> because I think I'm going to have trouble sleeping with, this, um, with the spookiness well, of the even the skeleton and all that. Well, I hope it won't yeah. be that high. No, yes. It won't, uh, yeah, I have some. Um, so should we just start from the top? Yes. There are a lot of sound cues in this. So I and guess so I'll, I'll just... be reading along with you then. I'll do the yes, stage, you do directions, stage directions. And maybe you guys can just kind of split up the characters um, okay, great. as we go. Mm-hmm. Great. And I can do voices... Yeah, you know the voices, yes, so yeah. that's perfect. They're I have two babies. voices. I have two voices: a loud okay. one and a quiet one. Okay, great. Okay, there's a sound cue. Remind me of a really great story, which we definitely have to get into about Las Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas. I Las Vegas. Mm. Great oh. film. Great film. Uh, you know, which I also thought was a horror film, but it wasn't. 
Yeah, uh, only because good... it was like it felt like the last, like the last, you know, yeah, it's like, like Final yeah. Destination. Yes, yes exactly. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Okay, so it says black screen, and then title card. Mm-hmm. So it looks like I married in Van Helsing. Mm-hmm. Exterior, Bulgaria College. A college boy walks out of the math room. His name is Reuben Carter, and then it says, not that one, in parentheses. <laughs> he walks out of the math room with his friend, Peason, and he's holding his hair and he's groaning. Ooh, man. Not a good pop quiz for this guy. Oh, Peason, you gotta chill, man. You're wound too tight, brother. <laughs> Why don't you go fucking jerk off to, to ease the tension in your soul, honey? Well... I can tell you one thing I could do, or could I? Now forget it. <laughs> Don't hold on to me too long, boyo. Ooh, it's my lacrosse homies. What up, bros? High five, high five, high five, whoa, five. Uh, hey, maybe I'll uh, catch up with you later. I just have to go in the woods and do something. Yeah, all right. Look out for raccoons. <laughs> That's not all I'll look out for. Peace and disappears into the woods vanishing into the dark creepy music plays as he arrives at a glowing stump yeah this is actually this is a definitely good trailer scene um oh lord you dark master feed me the knowledge give me what i need Reuben appears in the clearing. He forgot his swag bong. Oh, Peason. Reuben, I told you. Leave me be in the woods. You're seeing too much. You must die. Oh, my insides feel like they're doing something crazy. Like going outside of my skin. Ruben's insides fall on the ground. This is not mint, dude. Hold this right there, foul villain. A guy pops out of the ground with a big bow and arrow that's made of silver. He pulls it back and he points it right at Peason's brain. It's I, Van Helsing. And you cannot murder college students here in Bulgaria. Uh, uh, Van Helsing. Van Helsing! You son of a bitch! I killed your father. And now I'm gonna kill you. Oh, you killed my... Another one down. Peason dies in the vampire way where it, it, it turns light from the inside and glows out and he explodes. He turns to dust. Reuben sits there. His guts are on the ground, but he is still alive. Uh, little help, dude. Yeah, I wish I could help you. But when you look at me, sure, I'm good at killing things, but keeping things alive and living, I'm not so good at. Uh, Take, for example, my, my relationships with women. It's terrible. Oh, you're having a tough time with the ladies. Awful. I mean, I wish I could go back to college and just, you know, create a new identity for myself and, you know, just see girls for who I am and not what I do, which is kill the beasts of the wild and awful uh, supernatural things. Ruben brings I'm, out the... I'm dying, but here, take my student ID card. No. Uh, Ruben. What an interesting name. Maybe I'll take these hacky sack balls and this backpack and... I'll give you my hat. You can wear this hat. Just be yourself. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So do we want to talk about the, the just the beginning of that? You'd set Whatever, up for yeah. a really interesting story. Yeah. I what do you like mm, yeah. Uh well clearly I mean it's it's kind of a it's a fun switch. Yes. Right, yeah. Seems like a college movie, obviously. Yes, it's sort of Van Wilder yes. meets I don't want to say Van Helsing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually, I hope you would say that. Oh, okay, because it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to do with it is just kind of, 
You know, so obviously, you know, you think that these are our first two main characters, but they die within the They're first They're both five dead yeah. very fast. Yeah, and so the, the main the main movie really starts when Van Helsing, you know, takes the hacky sack ball, takes the Ruben's ID, and then he's going to go to college now. It's kind of like uh, the John Cryer movie, Hiding Out. I don't know if you're familiar. Anyway, the it's about him going there and getting a chance to relive uh, college. Because he and connects that somehow to his failure in relationships. Well, yeah. Is well, he's Ruben, very bad. And I know, and I've read the script, but I do yeah. want to ask anyway. Yeah. Is Ruben then going to now be Van Helsing and he got the hat even though he no, has no guts inside him? That, no, that's that's kind of just a go, what we call like a, a red herring. Uh, okay, so yeah. you think Ruben might appear at yeah, Van Helsing I think, later. Uh, what we're going to actually do, and this is a, I, mean, I don't want to spoil it, but he'll come across him later on and he'll get that hat back. Okay, that well, that's interesting. Because of course, as we all know, Van Helsing keeps his, uh, you know, his crystals in his hat. And can I double check with you? Through no fault of my own, did the voices of the characters did the characters get reversed from their descriptions? Ruben is was Peason the best friend? Peason and Ruben was the main guy. And Ruben is the main guy. But then. But, but then Peason became like, the main guy and Ruben became the friend. Well, Ruben is acting a little more like a best friend type throughout. Yeah. 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 So is that then a sort of a literary switcheroo? I mean, it's all it's all you can it's all you can wash it in the sink. I, that's I always say. Like just, you can you know, wash it in the sink. It's all you yeah. can wash it in the sink. You can and just kind of. I can't know. tell you how many times I hear that. Yeah, just kind of get it in the sink and we'll see what washes out. The you know the, I think the idea is that we are about. I mean, I'm always about in my writing subverting things the same way that uh you know like a steven soderbergh does stuff you know mm-hmm. uh with a you know he'll direct a comedy but then he'll direct a drama and then shoot a movie with like five cameras and you got to pick the movie you want to watch so like i wanted to be like who's the best friend who's the who's the main guy neither uh the main guy is van helsing and it's the and it's that old mm-hmm. adage tell me what you're gonna do then do the opposite yes then surprise me when you do what the opposite is by doing it a different way yes so should we move on to one of the later scenes? Is there a scene in particular that you'd like us to well, I'd love to talk, focus on? Uh, I would love to talk about the, the first, the dance, the dance scene. Yeah, it was interesting. Okay. What, what, what is Van Helsing's success with girls now that he's taken on this Ruben persona? Mm-hmm. But yeah. obviously now the idea of that is when he killed, um, and of course, you know, I'm, all the characters blend together, but when he killed that creature in the beginning, um, obviously, Peason, Peace and obvious, that was his name that he used in college, but you know, yeah. uh, he, he obviously had opened up the wormhole of the stump at that point. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's the runner of the movie, obviously, is that these beasts are coming out of the stump throughout the film. So, he's just trying to be a normal guy in college, but these beasts are coming in, and, and this is a kind of a classic take. I don't know if you've ever seen like, um, like a Brady Bunch episode where like they, they are like the brothers look alike and they have to go on. Two dates at the same time, with the uh, switching yeah. back and forth. So I don't own a television, but yeah. okay. But you yeah. could, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Do you have a tablet? Um, yeah, I have a tablet. Yeah. Oh yeah, we can definitely download it on a tablet. Oh. So, um, uh, so basically, in this scene, he's trying to have a great date with this girl mm-hmm. that he really likes. Um, she's in, you know, she's on the law track, and uh, and uh, he, these beasts are coming in because the, the the stump is opened. It, this is uh, you know obviously towards the middle where the stump is fully opened. So let's put, let's we'll just do uh interior college party. Van Helsing and Bree enter the college party. Van Helsing is briefly uh freaked out by the light combination of lights he's never seen before. Lordy, Ruben, that physics test was hard. Kabanko's crazy hard. Me oh my, I didn't think I got a single one right. Well, look at these foul beasts in the... What What are these... Oh, uh, dope lights, I mean. <laughs> oh, Ruben, you, you're just the craziest talking guy ever. No, I guess it's because you're from the north and I'm from the south. Well, yes. Maybe we should get a beverage and enjoy a um, dance of some kind. But suddenly... The dance floor, everyone's taking turns dancing, and somebody pushes Van Helsing into the center of the room. Hey, hey now. No, I don't. I don't. Dance, dance, dance. Show him how you boogie, Mr. Rubin. Come on. I only know one dance. It's uh, Irish step dancing. What the heck is this geek Van doing? Van Helsing begins Irish step dancing. I think it's kind of cool. Everyone around him starts Irish step dancing as well. Slide 
like, yeah. wait a minute. Now I, this guy me is think, cool. <laughs> me thinking he's stupid makes me the one who doesn't fit in. Now I'm going to do it. Everyone with me. He, ho, hey, ho. Now we're getting it. And we're really coming together. <laughs> I love college. <laughs> Ruben, Ruben, yes, Ruben. Yes yes, 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 yes. When are y'all going to kiss me? Uh, Van Helsing starts to lean in for a kiss, but just as he does, some terrifying music starts to play again, and a million vampires crash in through each and every window. Jaeger beasts! Hold on, my love. I must go to the urinal and forgive myself urine. Van Helsing disappears into the bathroom and comes back without his Ruben name tag. I really want this blood. I'm going to get it. Jaeger Beast. Love and Elsie. Look, you guys need to die real quick because I have a hot date going on right now. Or can we do this later, perhaps? Uh, I'm so hungry for blood. What do you have in mind? Um, like, give me 20 minutes. I'm 20 about- minutes. Okay. All right. Hang on. Let me right. think. Because I got to get... Because when the sun comes up, I got a problem. Yes. I, 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 just, I need to lay my lips on this woman's mouth. You're going to do a big kissy on her, huh? Yes. Yes, of course. Please, just let me be. A uh, normal kiss? Or a what do you mean? Skellington kiss. Skellington kiss. Van Helsing, his eyebrows raised. He's never heard of the Skellington's kiss before. It turns out to be a secret kind of ancient kiss that breaks that breaks his curse, and he will lose all that? his powers if he does the kiss. Can I? Yes. No, I, I want to ask you guys because I'm enjoying reading this. Do you think it was wrong that I put all that exposition in the stage direction? I don't actually explain it in the script. It doesn't actually come back up in the script, from yeah. what I could tell. But I, yeah, no, because I did. I did think it's not I, supposed to come through with the eyebrows. I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I, that, this is a choice that I made. I know that Quentin Tarantino gets a lot of great press for writing really fun scripts to read, and I was trying to do the same thing: just give the audience, uh, the reader, some information that uh, that the people watching the movie would never have. I will. Yeah, I say it must be. A a very different experience to watch this film than it yes. would be to just read it. Yeah. Because um, there's, there's a lot of stuff like that. Well, there's a ton of Easter eggs for the readers of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, which is great because I feel like when you get the book at Academy Awards season, obviously you guys get screeners from, uh, you know, and, and also the books, the shooting scripts. It's fun because I think, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I look forward to award season just to get all those shooting scripts and I just kind of yes. page through and just read them all. And it's, uh, you know, I just, I'm always like, oh, did another shooting script? come today uh, I can't wait to read this one you know and uh, sometimes so, you feel the package and it feels like it might be a DVD yeah but then you open oh. it up and it's a shooting script yeah, I'm so oh, excited it's I, so what a great night I love Christmas, it yes. and you know if I get a nice you know uh, a nice USB drive I could just pop that in and I can bring those shooting scripts anywhere and Warner Brothers is great with that mm-hmm. the, the great USB drives that have all the scripts on there and they're fun I and got they'll Gahul. have a little I got Gahul on that USB oh, yeah, drive mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Gahul yes I'm saving that one for a long drive. Well, I uh, I love it because I mean, for me too, it's like there's no surefire way to let someone know that you're in the biz. And when you put a USB drive in that has like you know it says Batman, Gahul, uh, Captain Phillips, you know whatever. And and I, I think that that's the secret handshake of Hollywood is what's on your USB drive. Oh yes, yeah. I'll tell you, all is lost. You can do it about one sitting, and I do yeah. mean on oh. the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that you. A lot of these guys will just put the the song cue in the script, but you sort of do the lyrics in a column mm-hmm. on the side. We write where like they're an supposed AV to coincide. Script. Like yeah, like yes. uh, I, I you know I got my start in industrials, mm. uh, uh, so that's yeah, I was used to that kind of writing, and it's more fun that way too. Mm-hmm. Column writing is more fun, and that it's just kind of as you remember the lyrics, and it's not. Not always exactly no. right. But. Yeah, well, I think that I mean that's also a rights issue sure. thing, and because mm. these songs are good expensive. protection. Yes, yeah. So I don't want to necessarily go like, well, we definitely need that Taylor Swift song. It's like, well, this is my remembrance of the Taylor Swift song. Yeah. So ultimately, mm. you could just do it if it came. A down song, exactly. yes, a song yeah. that because you know the lyrics. Like you're showing that, that you know the lyrics. Yeah, so you shake it out, it. shake it out. But there's some other. Yes, I mean, you mentioned some other Easter eggs, and it is interesting. I mean, yeah. Van Helsing has a resorbed twin in his shoulder, according to the stage directions. Yeah, he's sort of feeding little baby carrots right, to and, and stuff off screen. Well, I mean, I think the people what did, people said that thing about uh, what's in the suitcase in Pulp Fiction. Oh, and if you yeah. read the script, you'll find out. Mm-hmm. 
It's and gold. Yes. Yeah, it is gold. <laughs> yes, and that's why it glows. Well, but it's, it's not, it's not like even that. gold, and that's the thing. It's not even gold. It's actually, I mean, maybe you read it as gold. I, I oh, thought it was. It says gold. Well, I, I thought it was. I mean, the way I read it was, it was gold coins. Gold coins. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Uh, and well, and that's not just gold because there's gold bars, but that's the coins. Right. That's right. And it's very specific. It's not those chocolate ones with the gold foil on them. Yeah. yeah. They're real gold. It says, we think. The blooms. It says it's real yes. gold coins. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and that's and that's and then and I think that's that adds so much more to Pulp Fiction now, knowing that knowing that they wanted them because gold's worth money. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of money. I mean, ever since and, that movie. Yeah. I mean, and but the thing is, is and this is, I mean, we all know this because of the way that we do our finances. You wouldn't want to carry gold uh, bars in a briefcase because mm-hmm. it'd be weigh you down. But gold coins would be a lot lighter. A lot lighter. Yes. You could carry a lot more. Should we continue from the pick up at the kiss? Well, I mean, I think you know how that kind of goes, right? I mean, yeah. they kiss and that, you know, he goes and he kills those vampires. It right. was interesting to me is sort of the detours you took in this film yeah. because it does set you up for a pretty straight he's going to be in college and mm-hmm. just yeah. hanging out. Um, he wins, you know, he scores the winning touchdown. He kisses the girl. Mm-hmm. But then there is also, you know, some scenes that maybe I wouldn't expect from the setup. Well, I, I appreciate you saying that and I think you know I think the one scene you know I, I probably the scene that you're talking about is, and this is a scene that I got excited by is the the it's a, a full-on abortion scene I mean and it it, it uh it's something that he <laughs> yeah goes with his friend to see her have an abortion well I, I, <laughs> I'm sorry I'm I got a little bit I I'm I'm laughing at it because it's it's like the scene in in Forty Year Old Virgin where they're ripping the hair off his chest. It's funny to see it yes. live. Well, and, and the the, and the curses she makes are the yeah. curses yeah. she's yeah. saying yeah. is not traditional. Maybe first it's like a well, yeah. we'll, we'll hear it, we'll hear it, but she's not reacting the well, way. Well, and that's yeah. a, and, and Van Helsing has to come in because I mean, little did he know that she was having a devil baby, and that's he's there and he gets to and so he stabs it. So it actually, I think it was important that that abortion scene was there, and, and also maybe when I did write the script, I had just seen. Uh, Blue Valentine, so I will put that out there. So uh, let's let's do that. Let's let's start with that one. I guess first they're kind of in the waiting room, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it says interior waiting room. Uh, Van Helsing and Bree are sitting there. Mm-hmm. They're this yeah. kind of seem like maybe they're not sure what to say to each other. Mm-hmm. These magazines are so out of date. <laughs> you know one thing, never to be out of date is our love, and even though. We are going to stop one part of our relationship. I want you to know I'll always be there for you. Which, which part are we stopping? The baby. Right, yeah. Oh, I didn't know if you meant stop having sex. No, no, we'll continue that. But, and okay, I will not. But the baby's an actual part yes. of the relationship. Okay, and I will yes. promise you, I will never wear a condom. I do not put that foul beast anywhere near me. Now look. When we go in there, okay, yeah, you seem I want to, you to trust. You said that a lot. You seem to think that's a sticking point for me. Van Helsing isn't used to modern times. That's what it says. <laughs> that's a reminder to the audience that there are differences. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. the condom to him is weird. You check in with that a couple times. Yeah, he, he doesn't trust it. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of us older guys don't really, and the, like, I mean that's why the, one of the funniest scenes in the movie is when he talks to the water cooler because he hears uh, people go. He goes, "I heard that there's great water cooler talk," and he thought, you, like he's, he's used to dealing with kind of weird creatures. Yeah, yeah. To him, it looks like a, some sort of water beast. Exactly. Yeah. And and then when he goes to like you know he says to the you know he says to the, the beast he's like you know what did you watch on reality TV? Well, they, let's just do that scene. Oh right, yeah. Great. <laughs> Interior office break room. Van Helsing observes a water cooler from afar. He gets his courage up, and finally he he is able to approach it. Hello, water cooler. Blah, 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 blah. I guess we must have a conversation. Um, Do you like... Drip, drip, The noise of the water cooler starts to make Van Helsing sweat in sort of a stimulated way. I... Think you are very attractive, and I would like to see if you would like to go with me to the dance. Pan down to reveal that Van Helsing's dick is already stuck in the water cooler. Just let me get it in there for a second. I, 
I will warn you, I don't wear condoms. I don't put that foul creature anywhere near me. Ben Helsing, oh, boy, I sure am thirsty for a glass of... Whoa, yo, mister! You never saw anything. hey It turned out that the guy was a vampire. He dies in this vampire way. Freeze. Hey, everybody. I really thought that was a Frankenstein. <laughs> Unfreeze. So I thought that was fun. I, I, and, I, and, that, and, and now just out of the scene for a second. Do you like that Van Helsing talks to the audience like Cuff style? That's Christian Slater's, my favorite Christian Slater movie, Cuffs. He talks to the camera a little bit. A little, little Ferris Bueller, a little Cuffs action there. Well, yeah. what he confesses is so interesting because what you... <laughs> What you maybe thought as a viewer is that he killed the guy out of embarrassment, and then he turned. He was lucky that it turned out to be a vampire, but it really was that he was trying to kill him because he thought it was a Frankenstein. Well, I think he's lying to the audience. He's an unreliable narrator. Okay. So I think, I think so that he is. He is embarrassed. Way. Yeah, he, he is embarrassed, and then he kind of tries to tell the audience, like, "Hey, don't lose faith in me as a main character. That I just killed an innocent civilian. Mm-hmm. I am. Uh, I, I thought it was a Frankenstein. To me, it's jarring that it only happens once, and, and it's know, a solid six. Five pages into the script. I know, I Almost know. Because if you remember in Cuffs, he does it a few times and yes. he kind of gets you used to it yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say that. I, you want to do your own thing, but. Yeah. A lot of that stuff went out in editing when I was editing mm-hmm. down the script. Because we started with a, I had a 175 page script and now this is down to 82 pages. And uh, and we were just cutting it and just losing things that didn't kind of fit. But that one always worked because he did kill a civilian and I wanted to justify I wanted to justify that. And that's a, that's a big scare moment, too. Just if we're counting scares, that's a big scare moment. Do you want to take a look at the end? The end is... I found the end actually very sad. The post-credit scene? Yes. Or, 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 or do you want to just do the, end, the, the, the traditional end? Which which would you prefer? Well, the post credit scenes is fun. I mean, but that's but that you know that's that's a tease for the next you know the, yes, the, you the wrote universe. a stinger into there. Yeah. Yes. That's oh. Okay. Well, I mean that's a, I mean that's a simple that that would be you know obviously uh, all CGI and we get a big name actor to to do it. You know, I was thinking Steve Buscemi and yeah and uh, and you know I think uh, I, I'll just do uh, let's read the post credit scene. Real okay, quick. great. Let's do that. Interior empty room. It seems like everybody's gone. The credits begin to roll. But did you forget about me? I'm Mr. Skeleton. And I still got a kiss for everyone out there in that audience. Pucker mm, up. Oh, that's the big scare. That's the big ah! scare. Yeah. Oh, what a scary idea. Yeah, so he, ba- the audience is getting the Skellington's kiss. Mm. And they leave not knowing what it has affected them with. Are they, well, I, they do know because he does go on to say, just here, just says, you know, now that I've kissed you, you might be possessed, you might have the murderous instinct, mm. or you might uh, be on your deathbed. Either way, you've been kissed by the Skellington. Mm. And mm. Uh, and then a hashtag Skellington's kiss, kiss, and that's to get people no, it to. Says when they, kish. It's kish. right here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that that is a typo. But I do want to um, I do want to make sure that people leave the theater tweeting, and that's and that was important for me to put the hashtag up there because mm. uh, you know obviously social media is all about getting the word out. Mm, yes, and that's fun. So for yeah. as far as notes, yeah. yeah. Um. I would say that this movie is funny and smart and Thank nice you. and it's mm-hmm. cool. It's good. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. Mm-hmm. And I laughed at it and it made me think a lot. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was had some Thank real you. badass mm-hmm. moments and that it, I thought were cool. It's fun. And it is fun and there's some great stuff you did Thank there. Thank you. I'm not sure I get it. Sure. Right. Yes. Okay. Sure. Yes. Sure. Sure. And I'm not sure anyone would. Well... I beg to differ. I think that, first of all, uh, Twilight movies were very big, and that was pretty much about a high yes. school movie, mm. right? And uh, and I think that uh, I this think is that, you know, I, this I is think, college on high school. Okay, well, that, but you said high school movies. This is college on. High school. I know, but but I'm just saying. But I feel like you know people are interested in collegiate. Collegiate monsters and uh, and collegiate, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and who you know, look. There's Tom Sawyer, there's Huckleberry Finn, there's Van Helsing. They're literally, and we've never seen Van Helsing in college. And and I think one of the, the fun thing about it is that we get to see him as Van Helsing, the one that we know and we love, because we don't want to we don't want to see a pimply face Van Helsing. No, and I think it's and it's an undercover movie. I mean, look, let me go through all the genres that it is. 
It's a it's a college movie. Yes, it is a gross out comedy. Mm-hmm. It is a relationship movie. Yes, it is a undercover movie, which I think you can classify as uh, movies as that. Um, it is a horror movie. It is a thriller movie. It is a scary movie, mm-hmm. and it's a true biopic. Uh, you know, as and you I, said this was based on a true story. Yeah, yes, and, and it's an related to your film, own. I mean. What? Well, it's an abortion film. I mean, it's a statement. Oh film. yes, it I mean, is. Oh, it I forgot is. about yeah. that. And look, I mean, well, obviously... we jumped out of that scene pretty quick, but I but, mean, yeah. it was because it just went on. It was a lot of stage direction, just describing what that procedure I'm a, I'm is. I'm nervous. I am nervous though because of obvious child. Now that that kind of took a lot of the steam with the abortion stuff. Now I don't want to feel like it's I'm, handled very similarly. Well, I don't want to feel yes. like I'm copying. Yeah, but I will say that I've been working on the script for a very, uh, very, very long time. And and isn't it true that you one time caught Jenny Slate going through a drawer of yours? That's true. Uh, well, I should actually – I would tell you the way that she would say it is that I was in her house and she caught me going through one of her drawers. But who owns anything? Yes. Well, as, as one eighth Native American, I very much relate to it's that. It's all the land. It's all yes. It's the planet owns everything, yeah. and I just happen to be here, existing with it. My yeah. one note is that that Van Helsing did not end up marrying anyone. Actually, uh, and, well, no, and he had it, to go back to fighting vampires. That is something that I think people will be looking for, though, because of the title being so. So uh, looks yes, like I married. So looks like I married Van in Van Helsing. So well, I mean, I just say prepare uh, for that. Well, okay. yeah. So who is saying that? That's the big question because he doesn't ever get married. So it's someone who's crazy. No, yes, no, no, like no, no, Helsing, no, no. That's that you guys are reading into. Well, it. that's I what I didn't get. I'm saying I didn't understand it. that part of it. All right, let, all right am I reading into are, it too much? All right, do we have to do this? I, I'm embarrassed now to even do this for you. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this to you for right now, and this is. This is annoying to me, but I, I'll do it. Here, hold on one second. There are here. two Skellington's kisses. Yes, yes, yes. But so that right. part. Very different ones. Hold on. I'm going to go through this. I'm, I'm going to – you just get ready. Okay. Um, oh, this is an ad that just popped up. Okay. So um, Fury. What? That's a movie that's out, right? Mm. We've actually – well, we've complained about this exact yes. same thing because in because the poster, in the poster the he's guy's relaxing. relaxing. He's taking a yeah. rest and yes. he doesn't look mad at all. He looks very – like he's on a vacation. He's relaxing and he's a good-looking guy. No, I, same I actually know who he is. He's got a great thing going. All right. Look, uh, most, I'm looking at most of the titles of these movies and none of them really relate to the movie. Uh, a lot of them aren't doing great. Well, I guess Paul, I don't know if you've read all the box office reports. Um, what did you go to your phone to look for? I don't know if you've been on box I'm on, office I'm mojo. On movies? Box off, I'm movies? Look on movies. Uh, uh, Maze Runner. Do they run a maze in that? Yes, that's I almost exclusively what there they do. There is one part where they do. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Dear white people, is someone writing a letter in that? Mm, they're mm. saying Annabelle. It. Is that about a character named Annabelle? Mm. Well, we talked about already how that was a trick movie. Okay, mm, yes. the judge is that about a judge? Is Birdman about a Birdman? Is John Wick about John Wick? Is oh, here, here's a great one: Is uh, Ouija uh, about Ouija? Mm. Uh, mm. Is Gone Girl about a Gone Girl? Is Interstellar about some sort of interstellar travel? No, the answer is no to all of these. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I don't know the answer, but I'll see those and then I'll tell you maybe if they are. I love those. But he I makes love. a good point because I. It is the title is just a sales tool. Everything mm-hmm. is about sales. It's about again comes back to what I said in the beginning: tracking. Mm. And is I that, hate feeling producted. Do you guys hate being producted by these like, movies? That feels like yeah. a, uh, a great Bernie Mac bit. Was that a Bernie Mac? I thought you were doing a Bernie Mac bit. Is that a Bernie Mac? Bit? I think that is a Bernie Mac bit. I hate being producted. Well, oh. what is he going to do with it? Well, and and very true. Right? Is mm. that bad? I mean, what no. is he is he going to do? Um, is that offensive? Is he going to do a stand-up comedy bit anymore? No, no that's not offensive. I'm in the middle of actually trying to make Baby's Kids into a horror film. Well, that guy is, I think, alive. That guy, no. No, that, that, that's that guy's movie. dead, too. That's, yeah, yeah. That, wasn't that Bernie? Bernie no, Mac? it's Robin something. Oh, my gosh, guys. We better look up Bebe's Kids as Bebe. long as you've got movies typed in your phone already. I'm, I'm gonna look at you Bebe. just have to add a couple letters to go movies, Bebe's Kids. All right. Bebe's Kids. Uh, you're Definitely right, guys. You guys. You guys are right. It was uh, Robin Harris. Robin Harris. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, mm-hmm. You're thinking of Everybody Loves Bernie. Right. Yes. Paul, thank you so much for coming on the show. 
And yeah, great. Oh, and we will oh, do yours. Whoa, and, uh, hang on, something's wrong for Paul. He's mad because we haven't done his yet. We will, Paul. We will do your show. We will do it. Thank we'll you. figure out a time to Thank do the show. You. Thank okay? you. And that's why I came it's here. Schedule. It's. Thank I you. mean, it's a lot. That's a lot. Thank you guys. I really appreciate you guys giving me a chance to workshop this script. And like I said, it, uh, your notes were great, and I'm not going to take them, but I really pretty, appreciated hearing them. Well, we're pulling it's helpful to say you. hear them. Yes, yeah, so we're all pulling for you, and we can't wait to see you. If and what you do next. Well, so uh, thank you. So thanks for being here. And everybody at home, could you like us on Facebook? Could you do me a favor? Could you rate us on iTunes? Yes. And, uh, and you can talk to us on the forums. And somebody did that this week, and they got the pro version. Boy Genie. Boy Genie did it. Boy Genie got the <clears throat> pro version. And so as a... Um, prize, we're going to send you a flash drive with three Hollywood shooting scripts on it, Boy Genie. And um, we each select what our favorite has been from this past year. And, and you get one Skellington's Kiss from Steve Buscemi at the end of the movie. And it's for, it. it's for Boy Genie. I love it. But they like when you say their name. I have to say their name, Boy Genie? Yeah, but well, do that's it in enough. Like, <laughs> bye! <laughs> Hey, dear boy, genie, get a skeleton's kiss. I said bye. <laughs> this has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf Radio. Boom.com. <laughs> The Wolf Dead. That was a headgum podcast.